0: Welcome back to another episode of the Return of the Roar podcast. My name is Brendan Nunez, and we're doing things a little bit differently today. We took the roundtable that myself, Frankie Cardaselli, joined Styles and Watkins on Wednesday. uh, Yesterday, that would be December 6th. So this episode is just going to be our roundtable from, again, our roundtable on styles and walk you can catch their show those being alan styles and chris Watkins, two great guys that i think do a good job of covering the team and obviously other different topics as well but definitely focused around the sacramento kings whenever there's any sort of news there 10 to 2 monday to friday um, and we're usually hopping around on around 10 30 or 11 for an hour so if you ever want to catch one of these live in the future be sure to check that out but throughout the course of this episode we Start with talking about the Stockton Kings. I spent some time in Stockton recently, um, and Chris tagged along as well and got to talk to Lindsey Harding. Um, we also got some Jordan Ford, Jalen Sloss, and Keon Ellis in there. A little bit of Coach Mike Brown talking about Stockton, and got to just kind of discuss some of the the takeaways from the early start of their season, and of course move on to the in season tournament game against the New Orleans Pelicans. The disappointment there of getting knocked, but. It still counts towards the regular season, so of course, we take a look at where Sacramento's sitting currently when it comes to that regular season race, some of the strengths and weaknesses, if there's differences compared to last year, and we take a handful of callers throughout the course of this as well and and answer some questions that ends up leading to a little bit of some trade conversations, which can always be fun and sometimes a little tiring, you know, but they're inevitable. And so that's that's kind of what we're gonna go with today. Again, a little bit of a different episode, but hope you guys enjoy this conversation with myself, Brendan Nunez, Frankie cardicelli Alan Styles, and Chris Watkins from our roundtable.
1: Live and
2: local, live and local. This is Sacktown Sports.
3: Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. for a little Kings Roundtable here for the next hour with Frankie Cardicelli wearing his Yankee gear. Maybe we'll get into that. And Brendan Nunes, our Sacktown Sports Kings Insiders fellas. How's it going? Nervous. Nervous. Why? Uh, I'm on Juan Soto watch right now. <laughs> you have been talking about it since we walked in the building. You know, Juan <laughs> Soto so. in that Little League ballpark. Probably, are we really going really to do this no, right yeah, now? No, no, no. <laughs> now, I will say this. I will say this. A lot of people get on the Yankees for that ballpark and how tiny it is. Like Pony League. Not Little League, Pony League. When really the Red Sox, their right field is just as bad, yeah. or I think might be technically worse. And nobody gives the Red Sox any grief. But the Yankees, they're basically the same size. How about their right field corner, too? The pesky pole is about 298 from home plate. Cool. Right. Just saying. So the
4: whole short porch or Little League ballpark Right, they thing. both have
3: very short right fields, but nobody talks about the Red Sox, only the Yankees.
4: Yeah, I'll say the same thing. It's the same way. I mean, for... The away team gets to bat too. Like it's that's the same right. thing. So that's like Colorado. I'm just saying. I'm. I'm. Not, I don't want to spend too much time or dwell on it because I've been dwelling on it since last night, <laughs> and I'm sure my girlfriend is sick of me. Yeah. Just talking about they. They could trade, but uh, I, I'm definitely on one Soto watch today. I'm, well, I'm, you know what's gonna happen.
3: The the Yankees are gonna get Juan Soto and just like the rest of your lineup, he's gonna forget how to hit a curveball. Mm. <laughs>
4: yeah, I'm fully expecting him to hit 250. This, he's like been a great yeah. walk guy. His walks are gonna finally level yeah. out. He's gonna strike out more than he walks next year. Just yeah. the Yankee curse. But uh, you know, people out there rolling their eyes, Yankee curse. He, I, I get it. The Yankees are privileged. I get it. Right.
3: He does not. He never had facial hair, so I don't think there's any issues Ooh, there. No, nope. he'll fit. Point. He, he will fit in. Beautifully, I'm so done with that. That's so weird. I can't believe I can't believe in 2023 that's okay. It's
4: insane, so weird. honestly, that's the one thing I I I, I grew up a Yankee guy. Mm-hmm. I I never understood that at all. Like we, let, let people be themselves. Like it's it's kind of crazy. You're control them like they're he says children with a shave
2: face. Well, I always I can't, so, right so, right I right. Can't, <laughs> right exactly. You're, you're with your youth oh, yeah. you look yeah. like you're about to
3: try out right now. I'm the only guy here that a beard just realized, yeah. but I can't grow a I can't grow a strong beard. All right, I've I've tried. What yeah. I honestly what I think it is a little bit of it is that if you did grow up and now you're on the Yankees, honestly, I think a lot of players want to do it. And it sounds crazy. Want to like shave. Want to shave and, mm-hmm. and be a part of the, the lore. culture. Yeah, like maybe the lore. they don't want to be that first person to go against it. Because if Aaron Judge, and I, Aaron Judge, I, I think he can get a little scruff action going, but if Aaron Judge wanted to go long hair, don't care, like Lil Wayne or back in the day, yeah. they're not telling him anything. Well, that was. I, I think it's part of it. There was the edits last year when Judge was a free agent. People were like, oh, my God, saw Aaron Judge at the
4: airport. And he had a fake beard that was clearly like <laughs> someone did it in, like, Photoshop. Clearly was not a – I don't think he can grow a beard either. So, like, yeah. you, just, you, you can tell when guys have, like, the shadow coming in. That's like, right. The strong shadow. But, no, I, I think that it's a dumb rule. And there, there have been guys that have come out and said, like, no, like, I'm, I'm not going to shave my hair or, mm-hmm. or cut my hair Whatever. Um, I think Mark, Marcus Stroman's a guy too who's just like I'm never going to play like for that clown franchise. We, right.
0: s- we sat in trainings yesterday. They mm-hmm. pretty much told us that that is you cannot force your employees to do that. That's so right. Know, right. What is He's going on right. here? don't know what is going just on saying, here. Steinbrenner
3: family, might want to think about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They clearly are. They doing it every two years? <laughs> are right. they doing the training? It does <laughs> sure. not. It's California. No, it does not seem like it. All right, guys. <laughs> so, Brendan, you wrote a piece on the the Stockton Kings. What do you see from them? And they made a move yesterday. Why don't you get into what you're seeing from the Stockton Kings and how how quickly we may see some of those guys in Sacramento?
0: Yeah, they just got a, they just traded for Stanley Johnson yesterday, which. You know, I, I heard some people kind of being like, oh, maybe this is a Sacramento yeah. thing. I would highly doubt it, mm-hmm. uh, but you never know. I think that the point of Stockton is that there's guys down there um, that can get an opportunity. Like you look at Keon Ellis and what he did mm-hmm. last year. He came in. He didn't really play much point guard at all in Alabama. They developed him as a point guard last year, and he's coming in. He's a he's a backup point guard right now, mm-hmm. and they're trying to do the same thing for Colby Jones. He said at league he didn't play point guard that much at Xavier, and now they're trying to just slowly work him into that. Um, And, you know, we've seen a lot of guys. We've seen Deontay Burton get a 10-day last year. He was on the summer league team, um, even at training camp. Same with Chance Comanche. Uh, Jeremy Lamb is down there. Say Jeremy Lamb gets in a rhythm, and all of a sudden you have an open roster spot, and he seems kind of intriguing. Um, You know, there still is that process of getting into the rhythm. not Mm -hmm. saying he's looked amazing. He's looked fine. Um, But, no, I I think Stockton has a good roster, and they're very committed to clearly, like, they just want to win at all levels. And that's, you know, you can see it in like, obviously they're spending a little bit relative to G league on this roster. They have a lot of guys with NBA experience
3: real quick. I wanted to go deeper into the Colby Jones and the Keon Ellis. What is it with the Kings and this whole point guard situation? Is it a NBA basketball wide thing where, where classic point guards just aren't coming out the way they used to, or the Kings, their mindset, you know, how, different teams will draft differently their mindset is we're going to get a guard that can do whatever and we feel like we can turn them into a point guard
0: i do think there's an aspect of it being like a general nba thing but i don't think every team has the personnel to really do it it's really just a mantis bonus right like Mm -hmm. you're getting the ball down the floor getting into his hands and then running your free flowing offense all you have to really do is be able to bring the ball up the floor and keon can do that i still think that Weirdly, is like something Kobe's working on. We see him get it poked away a little bit. It's just going to be a little bit of a process. Um, but it just has to do with Domas because De'Aaron comes off the floor early. That backup point guard's playing a lot with Sabonis. And then by the time that Domas comes out, De'Aaron is coming back in. Mm-hmm. So the backup point guard is almost always playing with Sabonis. Hmm.
2: What have you thought, I mean, about just Colby Jones's development too for, for both of you guys because we saw him – in the rotation, like to to pretty much start the season uh, pretty early, and and it seems like uh, you know after that that Houston back to back where where they lost and Colby did kind of get stripped a couple times as that backup point guard, uh, it just felt like we I don't think we've really seen much of him at all since then. Um, and of course, you know he's a second round pick, he's a, he's a young guy in his in his career, but uh, just where do you kind of see or, or even just hope his development goes throughout this year?
4: I think at the time. Mike Brown was kind of trying some new things out because at that moment, Kevin Herter was really struggling going through it. Um, I think Malik Monk hadn't really turned it on to the point, definitely not to where he is right now playing the best basketball of the season, obviously, but, uh, just kind of searching for things. And obviously he's young. He's a rookie, um, an older rookie. I know that Monty McNair has a knack of bringing in guys that are in their, you know, early twenties already. I think he's 21 already or 22. Um, but I think it's just a matter of they don't really have a need for him right now. I think that when you have Kevin Herter playing well, Malik Monk playing well, um, Keon Ellis is getting his opportunity, and I think that he's kind of earned that shot right now. Davion Mitchell's getting a lot of DNPCDs. Colby Jones is right now, they're opting to go to Stockton, give him the, mm-hmm. the, rep, the repetition he needs. And he's playing well. The numbers are really good. And I think some people don't take those to the grain of salt, the G League numbers. But I think with Colby Jones, it's not just G League. It's been summer league. Preseason, he had a really good uh, showing there. Um, and even in the NBA, like the numbers aren't horrible. They're very small sample size, but he hasn't looked lost out there. He looks like he knows what to do out there. And I think that he's a part of the future. It's just... What does that future look like? There's some people that might not be here over the next couple of years, as we know. A lot of talk about what the roster looks like. And it gets louder after losses, obviously, the, the talk about Harrison Barnes fit, Davion Mitchell, obviously, the bench. But I think one thing that's true is Colby Jones has, has looked good wherever the Kings have put him. Uh-huh. But right now it's a matter of playing time. And you don't want guys like him who are young and inexperienced to kind of just sit on the bench and waste away. while not waste away, but just kind of waste opportunities where right. they could be spending in, in Stockton.
3: Yeah, and with Colby Jones, again, the same way we have that conversation about him and the different guards, and we talk about the point guards or lack thereof, thereof, what seems to be the path or, I guess, the plan? You look at all the guards we just talked about with Davion and Keon and Colby. Jordan Ford, who I believe had a pretty darn good game when you guys went this past weekend. What do you think is the... If Jordan Ford, they have the the end-of-the-season conversations or if they were to have a... Uh, hey, a, a, a mid-season or, or early mid conversation with Jordan Ford, and Jordan Ford walked into your office and he said, hey, what's the plan for me? Based on what you've seen, what do you think the plan for him is?
0: I mean, I think it's what it is for a lot of guys that are towards the end of the rotation is kind of just waiting. at some point you're going to get an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And maybe that means a year like we saw for Keon last year where that's going to mean like two games throughout the course of the year, but really prove it in G League. And then we'll slowly work you up or prove it in practice. Now that he got promoted to a two way, he's another good example of why Stockton's important. Um, And then maybe, you know, the same way that we saw like Davion Mitchell disappoint, you never know what's going to happen. And coach Brown wants to go in a different direction. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the path, right? Because Jordan has his things. He does well. He's a great three point shooter. He's a really good finisher. He looks a lot more composed and he's trying to be passable on the defensive end. He's six one. That's going to be a tough thing, but he's really trying to embrace that. Um, But you know it's going to take time and honestly it probably would take some other guys uh disappointing a little bit that mm. coach wants to look in another direction
3: yeah but if you if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. And True. it seems like he is starting to do that. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, more of King's Roundtable. We were in the G League. Now we head to the big leagues. And maybe, just maybe, we will bust out the trade machine with our guys, the Sacktown Sports Kings Insiders, Frankie Cardicelli and Brendan Nunes. And it's a roundtable. We can still take your calls. We can still take your text. Be a part of the conversation if you have a question for the guys. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.
1: Sacktown Sports. Check us out on
3: YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and subscribe. Styles and Watkins. Sacktown Sports taking you up to 2 p.m. Kings Roundtable. Went G League in the first segment. Who knows where we'll go next with Frankie Cardicelli and Brandon Nunes, our Sacktown Sports Kings Insiders and I was messing with the guys, showing them some trade generators. And I'm not even going to talk about it on there, but just know you can't. You can't. Mention if, that it, one. if it if it gets got one in the chamber, if the Kings keep messing around, that is my ace up my sleeve. That is when oh, you know oh, you know one. you know. In the, the, no the no, no 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 no. You know when you right in a movie or something. There's the red button. There's glass. Press in case yeah. of emergency. If the Kings keep messing
0: around, I will break the glass and I will press the button. I, I don't think it's as easy as breaking the glass. There's like a chain going on. No, there. I'm There's high level it. security. No, I, I'll get a jackhammer mm-hmm. and I'm going to take care
4: of it. That, button, right? that button's not going to work anyway. <laughs> well, it's going to
2: get a, it's gonna work somewhere. Trust yeah. me.
3: Trust me on that, that one. Works. All right, guys. So I know we're a couple days removed here, but did want to get your thoughts on what the heck happened in Sacramento or in Golden One against New Orleans and the idea of a team just being a quote unquote bad matchup. Because I, I, I it's not that I disagree with it, but I don't really know what to do with that. It's it's feeling a little bit cop outy to me. And if it's not a cop out, what do the Kings do? Yeah, I mean in, in this case
4: in you know particular, I'm I'm looking at the three point shooting more than I mean I think Brandon Ingram scoring thirty, that's kind of been a, a theme. Like, mm-hmm. Brandon Ingram has been a Kings killer. But yeah. Zion Williamson, the Kings did a good job of taking him out of the games, 10 yeah. points. Uh, that, to me, was that was in their favor. I kind of could have turned things in their way. But when you start off 7-11 from three in the first quarter, it looked like the Kings were on their way to a win. I think we all kind of felt good when the yeah. Kings went off that big run. I think they led by double digits in the first quarter. Yeah. Uh, obviously, New Orleans makes a run. And then the final three quarters, Kings go 7-30, 23%. Um, we've seen that in Kings' losses this year a little bit, how when they struggle from three – they don't really try to switch things up much. They try to shoot through it. And sometimes they do, and it ends up working out well. But the shots just did not fall. And De'Aaron Fox obviously was you know, an un- uncharacteristic game for him. I think six turnovers. Uh, he start, Two of 12 to start from the field. I think that second quarter really just kind of shot them in the foot. And in, in the end, that really was a difference. But I think that the matchup situations and the struggles we saw wasn't really as prevalent as it was the first two games in New Orleans. Still is a problem for the Kings, obviously. They really do struggle with teams that have length, like Minnesota, New Orleans, and down the line. Um, but I think that really, to me, the three-point shooting was, was really
0: just brutal. They missed a lot of good looks down the stretch. Yeah, and you know sometimes that's going to happen. I do think it exposes a little bit of Sort of the roster flaw, quote mm-hmm. unquote, only when we're talk, trying to talk about eventual championship contention. Like, this is a very good team. I'm just picking flaws of if you're trying to take this next step, where does right. it need to happen? It's like, you know what you're getting from Sabonis. Um, at this point, you know what you're getting from Malik and you know what you're getting from De'Aaron. Um, to Frankie's point, I, I thought it was an uncharacteristic game for De'Aaron. And it's funny that you look down, he's got 30 and six or 30 and four and five. He it's those six turnovers, of- though. Hmm.
3: Adding list stats. Oh, eh. Accused by? Adam. I don't know. No, not me. <laughs> was, I would never accuse De'Aaron. Of that. He was the, the game was still in in reach.
0: Yeah, yeah. But he got
2: where did, double where, digits in that he
3: got fourth. Di- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, I think it's those six turnovers. He only had four in his season high leading up to that. He was averaging a career low two coming into that game. Mm-hmm. And you know, Kings are leading four and a half minute mark thirty two seventeen of that first quarter. De'Aaron, not long after checking back in kind of lined up with when New Orleans went with that Ingram and then full bench lineup. Alvarado got two steals on him. He had two other turnovers. They're all live ball turnovers. Mm -hmm. Leads to six points. Again, like uncharacteristic for De'Aaron, but I feel like the same way when I'm critical of a guy and he does something good, I need to mention it. It goes vice versa, Mm -hmm. right? De'Aaron's been amazing. This was an area where maybe he let it slip away a little bit. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I want to kind of touch on something that Alan said there. Like, it feels like there might, just be a roster flaw on this team where, which is interesting because the team is good. Like the, the Kings are 11 and eight right now. They're six seed They're They've got really quality wins against, you know, Dallas, OKC, Denver, Minnesota. They're a good team, but I think it's clear to everyone who's watched this team this year that they do like just have a, a, a hole in that six, eight, six, nine long rangy wing and there's teams, especially at the top of the Western Conference, where you look at Minnesota. They've got, uh, uh, I almost said Jared Vanderbilt, um, McDaniels, McDaniel's, who who didn't the Kings didn't see in their matchup against Minnesota. OKC is a team that has crazy length. Denver is a team that has you know Michael Porter Jr. and they're built a little bit more like the Kings. But the Lakers, I saw Jared Vanderbilt was playing yesterday. They obviously have LeBron. Point is, there's t- tons of teams in the Western Conference, I'm just talking, that have uh, guys that you feel like you would need somebody who fits that profile in order to defend. We've seen the Kings struggle guarding LeBron. We've seen them struggle guarding Brandon Ingram, Zion. Does it not feel like the Kings have to make a move at some point this year if they want to be serious about, kind of like Brendan said, about actual contention? I mean, I think that I have to say
4: the short answer, yes. I think that if they want to put themselves in a position to contend, yeah, I mean, I think that... The personnel you have, just you're maximizing. I think everyone that you have that can plug that hole. I mean, Mm -hmm. Mike will throw in Kessler Edwards, who does an admirable job on. You know, I think most of the times we see him, which we might see him Friday in Phoenix. Mike Brown will go to Kessler Edwards against Devin Booker a lot. He went to Devin um, went to Kessler against Anthony Edwards. But if that's your guy, you have to throw out there in a situation against a you know top scorer in the league. That's kind of a problem, in my opinion. Harrison Barnes. I think he's getting a lot of flack right now on social he media is. and he's getting a yeah. lot of, I mean, and again, on a night where he was a primary, one of the primary defenders in Zion Williamson and he scored 10 points. Yeah. His shortcomings on offense are coming into focus when that's not really the role Harrison Barnes is in, but I'm sure we'll talk about him later. Um, but yeah, they need a guy that is a dynamic defender who can go and guard the threes and fours around the league. And a guy that you can kind of throw out there that can not be a negative on the offensive end as well, which is what Kessel Edwards has been so far in his brief Kings career. So yeah, I think that as the year goes on, if the Kings are still kind of hovering around that 5 to nine ten situation because it's a very tight Western Conference, mm-hmm. maybe this is the time to make that move because we talked about it before, and I think a lot of people that talk about the Kings everywhere, that this team probably isn't the final product we're going to see if this Kings team is going to reach that peak. They mm-hmm. They really do need that one more big piece. It's just... We talked about it last week, too. I think you're going to have to break it up. You're going to have to break up this group in order to get that piece, and it's going to sting a little bit.
3: Yeah, I think that is becoming more and more apparent as we get ready to see what the Kings are going to do against the Suns team who, you know, there was Kevin Durant saying, hey, it's – it's not on the the loose ball call there was a turnover and Devin Booker deletes his IG post when he initially was complaining about it which is just funny in itself and you have a team who I mean you look at a guy and I know none of us liked him at at Duke but I don't want to be that guy because I make fun of those He's guys good but I did say Don't sleep on Grayson Allen going to the Suns. I know a lot of us just don't like the guy from when he was tripping and and doing things like that. 21 points last night. He's getting legitimate minutes on this this Suns team, which maybe in part is because of Bradley Beal being hurt. And we can talk about what type of deal the Suns actually did because Bradley Beal was hurt a lot in Washington Mm -hmm. anyway. It just feels like all of these teams have a counterpunch when something goes wrong and the Kings don't. And I and they still lost the game the Suns did but you know if if Grayson Allen is the Kings Malik Monk okay that's cool but you still have that premium at the top you have premium scoring with Durant and Devin Booker and even Nurkic who I I, I remember Nurkic being more offensively abled right before he got to the Suns he's just not really needed in that capacity I just look around the different rosters and different starting lineups in the West and the the the, purpose, the person wearing the most purplish shades out there cannot see this team and think this is going to get it done. Not if we're not if not if not if championship is now the goal, right? You made it to the playoffs. Let's see what we can do. This roster is just not good enough.
0: I think there's a difference between like it's the it's obviously the goal, but I don't think that it needs to be so. Like, it has to happen this year. No, no, it doesn't. It, right. it doesn't. Well, get you're not, like, saying that. But, like, if they are if they stay the same place as last year. Okay, so I agree they need to make a move. Mm-hmm. The 2-3-4, somewhere in there needs to be upgraded. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like, Keegan, Mar- I heard Mark Spears talking about this with, I think, Drive Guys yesterday. Um, Keegan's been pretty disappointing this year. Like, de- well, defensively progress, mm-hmm. rebounding progress, and passing progress. Offensively, he's not getting it done. Mm-hmm. Um, when there was so much hype around his potential development there. And you just don't know what you're going to be getting there from that two, three, four on a nightly basis. And defensively, you could use some improvements. But I think that you're probably trying to look for a third star, say like a three-headed snake you're trying to get here with De'Aaron Domas and X player. And it's going to take a lot of assets to do it. And I think you have to be patient and make sure it's the right guy and say that doesn't come up this year then I don't think you just do it or go make some smaller move that uses some assets and makes that bigger trade more difficult down the line. Like, in my mind, I'm big fish hunting, and I need to save my bait, even if that means for next season. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, that's a good point, too, just because of the fact that you do have your guys under contract. You have Fox and Samoes under contract, and then Harrison Barnes, who I'm assuming would be a piece moved in that deal because of financial uh, you know, restraints from the Kings have. He'll be a one more year into his three-year deal. So that's an easier contract to move. So, yeah, there could be some pressure that mounts this year, and they do need to make a move. But, yeah, there I could also see it happening in the offseason. I could see them making a big trade in the summer. Um, but I think that is a good point because the Kings, they don't have pressure, guys that are expiring, and they don't have to maximize. Like, there's a window to maximize, of, of course. I look at it as like, like a three- to five-year window. Like, you have the, the Aaron Fox, Amonis Sabonis, Mike Brown, Monty McNair, they're all on similar timelines. Sabonis obviously longer now after his extension, but um it's not as much of a nine one one as it would be maybe a year ago. With if, if Sabonis hadn't signed that extension, which again, that's a whole different conversation as far as right. what you think about it or how people feel about uh-huh. it. But if he was an expiring contract right now and he was playing it like if he was a Scott Borton to go back to baseball, a Scott yeah. Boris client and they're just kind of saying, Yeah we're we're waiting until we get to the to the summer. We're not gonna we're not doing extensions right now. Maybe that puts more pressure on the Kings right. to make a move because it's okay what for they lose sure. right. Sabonis for nothing. Yeah. Right now, they're in a position to just kind of say, "Hey, okay, here is what we have. This is a good core. They're a good team." Again, as crazy as things seem, right. sometimes when you look at social media, which maybe that's just, I shouldn't look at social media that much, great. but <laughs> the Kings are in a good spot. They're actually in a better spot right now, nine through nineteen games than they were last right. year. So, I think that uh, it's a good point from Brendan that there really isn't a nine one one. But if they're looking to maximize this year, yeah. But we don't know how Monty McNair and Wes Wilcox are going to handle that so far.
3: Well, there are a couple ways to look at this, right? And not to continue to bring up baseball. But even as Giants fans, I mean, the NL West is a complete mess right now. You have the Dodgers who aren't going anywhere. The Diamondbacks who just went to the World Series. So the question is now, do we – and the Padres who are – supposed to be good so do we wait it out and 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 let these guys have their time in the sun or do we be a part of that action i think you can look at this the same way in the western conference and say okay the western conference is a mess right now so is there a rush but at the same time you have the suns who can't seem to get fully healthy you have the nuggets who can't seem to get fully healthy with jamal murray the lakers are a mess you don't want to wait for the lakers to maybe make a big move. The Warriors, they're AARP. We don't we we think they're okay for now. They'll, they'll, they're not doing anything this season. So maybe you strike now and you have the Mavericks and the Thunder are only gonna get better. The Grizzlies are gonna get job back next season. So I get it. There's always going to be competition, but I do think that if you do look around, it's a mess in the West, but there are also a couple opportunities. I don't I am not of the mindset that the Nuggets are going to go on a Warriors type run at all. Right. I'm, and I'm a little bit lower on the nuggets and some are. I think that they lost some pieces. So they have a decision to make. It's very similar to, you know, that guy that you try to talk to that's always busy. And every time you try to talk to him, they say, hey, we'll, we'll do it later. You know, I'm busy oh, yeah. right now. I'm busy right now. At Kinda some mean. point, you just got to say <laughs> at some point, you just got to say, no, I want to talk tomorrow. Because you're always going to be busy, right? And the West is always going to be competitive. So you got to make a decision. Got to get to a break, is what we got to do right now, as Nate tells me. And we got to get back to our Kings roundtable in a bit of a break with Brendan Nunes and Frankie Cardicelli, our Sacktown Sports Kings insiders. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, but it's not just Styles and Watkins. We are joined by our Sacktown Sports Kings insiders, Brendan Nunez and Frankie Cardiselli. And they, you know, we, we need help here, Call in. I we'll see you, Stephen, get to you in a second, trying to raise, raise the guys'. is how they feel right now. Spirits. Because spirits. Because they'd That's be the in way. Vegas right now. You'd be in Vegas right now. We're we're torn. If it, it wasn't for Grand Theft Alvarado, you'd oh. be in Vegas. I truly believe that. First I truly all, believe that. From a, all the length in the world. From a serious
0: standpoint, he really did change the tone of that game. He it's did. weird how like a six-foot defender can really make an impact
2: like that. No comment. As
4: soon as, no I, as, soon as he, no he got away with the corner sneak and steal thing where he hides in the
0: corner, and I, I knew yeah. the game was I love was that over. the crowd started to like get louder hey, to hey, try hey, to hey, let hey, him hey. know. Yeah. Kieran was probably so confused. Yeah. 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 And then I, you find out real quick. It it hurts that
4: it happened to the kings. Though. I, I've, watched, I've watched like the highlight reel. I think Rob Perez puts it together and I'm like always laughing at. <laughs> I'm like, God, I think I really fall for that, and then it just happens to happens to the kings. It's
0: he hid right in front of De'Aaron's wife. Yeah. And I guarantee she was screaming at De'Aaron. You He'd, know? Yeah, oh, for sure.
3: You know what I'm thinking? Do you think and that we would get we would have to get the breakdown. Do you think it happens more on the road because the the other team is mm. is louder, the crowd is louder? I don't know. Because if it if it's at home, Maybe the maybe the other team has the ball, right? So maybe if it's at home, you could hear the you could hear from your bench. But De'Aaron couldn't hear anything, I'm sure, and it was right next to his bench. I definitely heard people screaming, like
4: it, it from their bench, not from their bench, no. But I just think that at home, I think maybe the noise kind of blends in more, and I mean. I don't know. It's it's a tough question. I haven't watched enough Pelicans games to know how often he does it, or how how often he tries it, and it doesn't work. I think mm. is the better question. How how the, often does it not work for him?
0: Right. The issue is that everybody knows this is a thing, yeah. and it's like, it, it's kind of just a mental lapse that like w- yeah. make sure when you're looking down the court that you see five defenders is all. You gotta, you gotta have someone. Yeah. Re- you gotta be reminded. It's, it's it's a funny play. It's creative.
2: Is it bush league?
0: No, yes. no. It's fine. <laughs> is it's it bush fine. league?
2: Yes. I mean that's like super. Strangled. When he's
0: like yeah. really crouching down in yes. the corners, when it's kind of crazy. This yeah. one he just kind of stood there and lent, bent over a little bit. Like he was kind of like, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can tell he was he was hiding a little yeah. bit on the prowl for sure. I, I don't think I it's bush league. No, I
2: like a. It's not. I, think it is. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying he should like get an elbow for it. Yeah. but I think like it's something that it's like. All right. I would like, definitely. It's, it's a little bit of again. It's like you're. Little brother would do that yeah, if you're, yeah. you know, if you're playing against them to try, like that's something you do when you're trying to get the edge because, you know, you can't beat somebody straight it, up, which is fine. And that's, and but again, mad. that's what make Jose Alvarado, Jose but to Alvarado, me, right? but to
3: me, it is no more bush league than flopping.
2: Sure, but flopping also sucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> I
2: mean, just because it happens doesn't mean it should yeah. be okay. Yeah, you know? like I, feel, I think it's like a
4: matter of it. If it's your team, it's great. It's yeah, fun. Right. Oh, I
2: love watching that. And then if what it's an idiot like that,
4: those guys are, yeah, 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 not your team, it's really annoying. And yeah. it is really annoying. Well, well really now annoying.
3: to take it back to pickup, right? You just started a game, so you don't know. You're not playing with your right. buddies. It's a random, random four other guys. You just get in the game and somebody else, ball, blah blah, and you pass it to him, and it's on the other team. That was always a long-standing, very similar That was always a long-standing conversation, yeah. whether that's bush league or not. And they'll say, "Hey, well, no, who's on your team?" Yeah. And you're not playing shirts and skins or whatever. You don't right. know who who is who. And they're like, ball, blah ball, ball, and you pass it to them, and your team is mad at you. But it happens so quick, nobody's saying, "Don't pass it." That's cheap. That's really cheap. I do that. Yeah,
0: I do that. You do that with people yeah. you just. With I, you just. I am met. judging the no. friend. Well, I don't know. Maybe. You're an instigator. <laughs> you're an yeah, instigator. I am, I am for sure. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> just if it like, yeah, happened yeah, to me, I'd be super bad about it. Yeah. It's uh, not so like, trash. In, like you guys you're, you're start, wrong for that. I'd just be annoyed with myself for falling for it. You
1: Just
2: trying to start
0: fights with strangers yeah, playing yeah. pickup.
2: You're not cheating. You're not trying just to win. Just don't believe in your own abilities. That's where that tells no, me. You no, know, you gotta. try no. you gotta try. It's
0: a mental cheat. game. It's a mental game. It, wow.
2: <laughs> I yeah. It definitely I, I gets me more upset. It definitely definitely yeah. makes me
3: want to beat working. you more. It's that's working. for sure. I, well, you just gotta take that extra <laughs> second. If it happens, it's kind of honestly happens once. Yeah. Shame on you. Happens twice. Absolutely. Shame on me. If, Absolutely. If, if you get it again. And then it's like, okay, you yeah. do have to pay attention here. The first one, cool, because probably early. So it's like only two zero. Right. You can still come back. Right. But if it happens and it's game point, that's on you, brother. Nine one six three three nine one one four zero. if you want to be a part of the conversation. Steven, you got a question for the guys. It's King's Roundtable with Frankie Cardicelli and Brandon Nunez. What you got for us? Good
1: morning, boys. Morning. My favorite episode of the week. Hey, there you right, go. All Seriously. right. Man, got to love the King's Roundtable. Um, okay. This, is, this could potentially be a dumb question, but you know what? I'm going to ask it anyway, all right? I asked the boys over at uh, on the Drive Guys yesterday, and I kind of wanted to get your guys' take on it. So, um, three ball isn't hitting. Why don't they start driving the basket and hitting twos instead? I, I understand that three is more than two, and I understand that, like, shooters are going to shoot, and they could possibly shoot themselves out of a slump once they see that first one go in. But if uh, if – Simply, if the three is just not hitting, why do we not see the guys just switch it up a little bit, start driving the basket? Appreciate you guys. Thank you.
2: Thanks for the call, Steven. Who wants to handle that one?
0: I mean, I think that they go hand in hand is kind of what it comes down to, right? Is that like the shooting has to be there in order to enable the driving. And like you look at those three guys that we're talking about, that's not De'Aaron and Domas, Kevin Harrison and Keegan, these are shooters, like not that they can't cut and play off of their their gravity and just in that free flowing offense, but they're shooters. And like, I kind of think it's on De'Aaron and Domas and Malik, really, the three to get into the paint and make plays from there. Um, And if you see an opportunity, then then go for it. But I mean, they shot 38 shots in the paint last night uh, in that game against the Pelicans. They just only made 19 of them, you know, so the rate wasn't going down great. Um, I think De'Aaron does a great job at it. Again, Domas and Malik, those are the three that I think like you trust off the dribble. All the others are like backdoor cuts. you know. So I think the three is just such naturally a part of their offense because they're so good at it, and they have shooters.
4: Yeah, I think it's a matter of switching things up, like we talked about earlier, switching things up when they aren't working. Because the Kings are a top five three-point shooting team in the league as far as makes go, but they're 20th in three-point percentage. When the the shots aren't falling, you kind of got to switch things up and attack more because I was wondering where they are in points in the paint. They're 19th in points in the paint this year, which I feel like that's a little low when you have De'Aaron Fox and DeMondis Sabonis on your team. And I think maybe being more aggressive on that that end. And of course, Keegan Murray has not been healthy and he's been struggling. And Harrison Barnes, who I think is very good when he's downhill and going towards the paint, isn't doing that because he's now a fifth option. So I think that that's a good point. I think I would like to see the Kings be a little more aggressive in getting in the paint because... Like Brendan pointed out, it's kind of De'Aaron Fox, Malik Bunk right now, and Sabonis when he's on. But the Kings as a team really rely on the three point shot more than anything.
2: Yeah, that's super interesting because it's definitely. I mean, I know we all played some sort of like elementary or, or fundamental basketball. You've seen the up Max Preps, and you you've keep, seen it. Yeah, I've seen Frankie's Max <laughs> Preps, yo. It's crazy. Uh, but we all know, like you're you're taught growing up, like if your shot's not falling as a team, get to the rim, get to the rim. You can't mm-hmm. keep shooting. You're not going to shoot yourself out of it. And I wonder if that's one of those things that I think everybody kind of fundamentally has instilled in them. And by the time you get to the NBA, is that still a fact like is, you know, getting to the rim is is a tough task to do. Yeah. Like not everyone's able to do it for some guys kind of to Brendan's point. Like it's might be better for Kevin Herter to try and work through his slump shooting threes than trying to get to the rim just because he might not be able to do that, you know. Like he might just be such an elite shooter that that three point shot might be better than a Kevin herter or contested layup. Like I would, I know I would much rather have oh, Keegan yeah. Murray take a, a leaning three than trying to really do anything in the paint.
4: And that's that's kind of how the Kings are built. They just, yeah. they are two very good. Uh, you know, De'Aaron Fox is very good at penetrating the paint and yep. scoring, which he does. De'Aaron uh, Demacio bones can bruise around and get in the paint and score. And then you have three shooters. You have Harrison Barnes, you have Kevin Herter, and you have Keegan Murray. Two of those, Kevin Herter and and, uh, Keegan Murray, were two of the best, two of the top six three-point shooters in the NBA last year as far as like three-point makes and percentage. So it's kind of how the Kings are built. But yeah, Kevin Herter has been doing a little more of driving, and I think he did some decent work in the paint the last couple games. But I completely agree. I'd rather see those guys get going from three. And Keegan Murray, who struggled, I think the Kings really need him to knock down those shots as well. But Um, I think it's the other guys too, like Trey Lyles can knock down the three, we all know, but he's a guy that can also cause damage in the paint when he's playing. Uh, Harrison Barnes, again, fifth option, but maybe being a little more aggressive going down when the Kings are stagnant on offense and the the threes aren't falling, I'd rather see Harrison Barnes drive than than force a shot. Uh, So yeah, it's
0: just kind of how the Kings are built, but 19th in points in the paint is is not ideal. I do think the three-point percentage is just going to be a little lower this year, partially because De'Aaron is taking a lot more threes. And, like, I think they're going down at a good rate. I like that he's taking them. Sometimes they're a little too sweet for me, you know, but I think that's part of the process here in my mind. Um, but 8.2, 35.7 a game, or 8.2, 35.7%. Yeah, and then that's their league leader in three-point attempts per game, yeah. you know. And then right after that, you get to Keegan Murray right above seven. He's only knocking down 30%. Which I feel like is not being talked about very much, mm-hmm. and like that's fine because we are all are confident that's going to come back, right? But that is definitely playing a part here too.
4: Another side note with the three point shooting: as my microphone falls away from me, um, Kings are three and seven this year when they shoot under thirty five percent from three. They shoot obviously thirty four on. They shot thirty four on Monday night, so um, it's a lot of forcing I think when they aren't falling and trying to kind of help you get back on the right track. And when they don't, things go off the rails pretty yeah. quick.
2: Yeah, I found that number when I was doing the post game live stream. Uh, They shot 35%, I think, on the nose in Houston. They lost that game. But every game they've shot above 35.1% from three. I believe they are eight or nine and oh Oh. in those games. So it really does seem like to kind of what we've been talking about for this whole time. It does really feel like it's as simple as Kings hit their shots. They're probably going to play well and look more like the team that we expect them to be. They don't hit their shots. They don't have a counter to go to. They're not driving the rim. They're not hitting sh- – like, they, the defense. they just Mike become Brown would pretty say, one-dimensional.
0: Then we should just be able to guard people so we can win yeah. games when we're not hitting shots. And I would say
2: that's helped them that's win some quality games. Like, I don't think they win as many – or have as many quality wins this year if they are playing the style that they were last year. Right? No, I don't I think you beat Denver. I don't think you beat the Minnesotas of the world. If you don't play defense and you just try and do what the Pacers are doing this year, or what the Kings did last
3: year. Yeah. And going back to what Frankie was saying when it comes to, oh, warming up. You know, can hurt her, shoot some twos or, or the counterpunch of what Steven said? Very similar to baseball as well. If you're slumping, you want to shorten up, hit the ball the other way, just like Aaron Judge does. But because of that small ballpark, the ball. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> Got to get to a break. Okay. Oh, when wow. we get okay. back, we right. see you, Austin. We will get to you. And the question is as presently constructed, can the Kings still get the first seed? Styles and Watkins sacked on sports.
1: This is Sacktown Sports.
3: Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports taking you up to 2 p.m. in the heart in the meat and potatoes of our Kings in Round the
2: swamp.
3: Table. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a GTA reference? No, no. no. Hold on. Frankie Cardiselli, Brandon Nunes, our Sacktown Sports Kings Insider. And, you know, I've kind of flipped Chris here to liking my Gus I Johnson. Actually, I actually love it. Uh, do, my do, Gus do the Johnson. Okay. Do the
0: full thing. Okay.
3: okay. Please. Cade McNamara in the swamp. He looks back. He's doing it himself. There it is. That's all I got. Where does Cade McNamara play again? Somewhere, I think you left uh, Michigan. Yeah, but I just feel it's like the swamps of Michigan. The swamps. It's always a swamp. It's always a swamp. Or, <laughs> or you have what else? You have Jaden. I was gonna say, wait, wait, Jaden. No, Jaden McDaniels on the Timberwolves. He's Timberwolves. The, the Timberwolves. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So you have Daniels in Death Valley. He drops back. That's all I got.
4: Wait, Solid how, how far away is he from the mic when he's screaming? Because he's screaming. Though. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: I think they have a great audio engineer who it just, just yeah. It just yeah. constantly it Yeah. yeah, yeah. It sounds
4: like King and Murray going to the basket. <laughs> ah,
0: yeah. 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 That's
3: what a lot of <laughs> lot of mic pop filters. Yeah. So like Three of them just lined Cold up. He's speaking
1: <laughs> speaking through a pillow. I <laughs> think. Got that too.
3: As we break down the Kings and whether or not we do a segment on this show, Chris is, Chris is cracking up oh, right now. We do a segment on this show called Beaming or Dreaming. You're beaming if you think that the Kings will be able to go further than they did last season. You are dreaming if you think that they can't. And real Light quick Light the beam! Yeah. Light it! Light that thing so up. Uh, so Who is that? are Draymond. That's Draymond. Draymond. Oh, yeah, on yeah. the pod. Oh, my. On the pod that Light we have. The beam! <laughs> Light it. That we have not Sup heard. Man. Before I get my answers from you guys on whether you are beaming or dreaming, let's go to Austin, who's been hanging out during the break, 916-339-1140, if you want to be a part of the conversation. What's up, Austin? You got a question for the guys. What you got for us?
1: Quick question. Thank you so much. Wonderful show, as always. So, uh, a question regarding the uh, – uh, uh Fox's speed um you know how like in the NFL you have um Tyreek Hill's quick speed my question it might sound dumb but why in the NBA is Fox's speed not pronounced when it comes to all the pundits on ESPN NBA Live whatever you mm-hmm. know uh, like it sounds like a stupid question but uh, Beeman, by the way, yeah, definitely Sacktown Town nine one six. We're going all the way. But why is De'Aaron Fox's speed not pronounced like it is in the NFL and other sports? Thank you, gentlemen. It's
3: a great question. Huh. We've talked about it on this show before, and I don't know if it would be the the shuttle drill that they do, or there's right. no right when you see the NBA Combine on NBA TV, you're thinking this is this is cool, but there's no main you know forty yard dash if you're talking. If you're talking football or the 60, if you're talking baseball, there's no measure, I think, to start right. that would that would say, hey, De'Aaron is X, right? But I do feel like it got talked about more with Russell Westbrook, to be fair.
0: Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I, yeah, I go to what you're saying, that like there's no top speed that we can even compare to. Like football, when Tyreek's in the open field, ball in his hands, he's just sprinting and mm-hmm. just... Like all out. They have forties. Like they, you, you can right. like clock their 40s. Deern so has to maintain a dribble, the whole time. Right. But well, where are the next gen stats of fastest player? Why, why?
3: I'm sure they're out there, but why aren't they promoted? Yeah. Maybe it's just because basketball is more about high flower flyers and shooting threes. Nobody. It's just not the same as speed. Doesn't doesn't isn't as important as it is in a football. It is it's a way smaller way smaller court. court. It's not that it's not yeah, as important. Like, it's just not talked about. As I much. don't
4: think we see Fox be able to get out. And I mean, he does it at least once or twice a game, I think, but that's the point. It's like once or twice a game, he right. gets out and just completely goes coast to coast for, you know, a lane or a, a slam dunk, whatever you want, want to call it. But I think with Tyree and guys in the NFL, whether it be running backs, wide receivers, you know, they break away. I think a lot more often than guys in the NBA do. Cause as far as, you know, smaller playing surface, like we talked about more defenders, more obstacles, um, more room, to, more room to run the NFL. I'm not saying it's easier to break away from tackles. Right. And but 100 run. yards no, but you can go is so wide. Yeah, yeah, you, can.
0: You, you can go wide. It's right, right, right. Yeah.
4: not happening in the Sports NBA. Sports
3: science, you're moving yeah. as fast as a school bus on a Tuesday. Break,
4: <laughs> breaking free in the NBA, I think, is a lot harder, yeah. I think, as far as just this play, the small playing surface and the bodies that are taking the playing surface. like It's harder for Fox to get free and really put his speed on display. But when he does, it's a spectacle. And I think people really take notice of the fact that he is the fastest player in the NBA. Except I saw, I can't remember who Maxie. Someone, I think it was Keith Smith, said that someone's faster than. He say it was Maxi that's I faster think than him. I think it was Maxi. I don't know. I would
0: also it, say, I don't think. I think De'Aaron very rarely goes top speed anymore. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he,
4: he can't right now. I mean, he even says he's still being limited by his ankle right now. He even. He didn't do. He said he was going to do a windmill dunk the other night against. Uh, oh, yeah. And it was, it was it Denver. Denver. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I, I, I just can't right now with the. Yeah. You know, he's, he's being yeah. cautious. But, I mean, we're not even seeing him at his peak right now.
2: That's what I I keep saying that the thing about. The reason why I feel like it doesn't get talked about is because he doesn't. Use he doesn't really create highlights. As crazy as that is to say, like, and I think we've talked about it before, but like his dunks, he doesn't dunk like a nerdy lot. Nerdy highlights. But, well, like I just <laughs> like yesterday, I saw a highlight I believe on House of Highlights of Giannis dunking. You know, go only using one that dribble was absurd. to go from. But He's like nuts. you don't see that. Like you could use De'Aaron Fox in a similar highlight. It's just it doesn't feel like to I think Frankie's point. Like you very rarely once or twice a game do you really see that. Even used, and then he lays it in on the frats. But Like, I think you you could weaponize it or whatever you want to say. Like, it yeah. just doesn't really happen enough, but it doesn't mean that he doesn't have it. Well, I think yeah. he's, he's changed his play style. He
4: even tweeted, I think, in, I think it was last summer, how headband Fox or went, went crazy or head um, when he wore the bandana. Yeah. Cause he was like, if you watch like those highlight reels of the 2018 19 season, that was when he was breaking away full court and is completely windmilling on people. And that was also, I think, the same year he turned his ankle. The first ankle injury he suffered was that year. So I think we've seen him kind of evolve from being a high flyer or a, you know, highlight reel dunker into a guy who we've seen him, he's very good with the step back and he gets the mid-range, the mid-range going. And he's still able to get into the paint and, and whatnot, but it's not quite with the explosiveness in, to that extent. It's still explosive, but not the, you know, I'm going to go and just completely dunk on two people. He has it in the bag.
0: He d- He'll have like 5 a year. He, that, yeah. Like holy. Like yeah. there Remember, were a right. He had last he's year. had one this Olenek, year so far. last year. Right. Last year the dunks very... on a Kongwu, the one from the side with his left was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah. Kelly Olenek and one just, was crazy. Yes.
3: Just the NBA in general, they, their premium is more about vertical leaps. And you'll say he's got a 50 inch yeah, yeah. vertical leap just yeah. versus the speed factor. 9163391140. Let's get out to Emmy who wants to be a part of the conversation. What's up Emmy? What you got for us and the guys?
1: Hey guys, good morning. How are you? First of all, what was this rumor going on that Sasha may be Please don't do that. A lot of people like him and he needs definitely more minutes. Yeah. What's your opinion on that?
3: No, thank you for the call, Emmy. Yeah, I, I, we talked yesterday, Chris and I did. About I'd throw him into the the starting lineup. We actually didn't oh, get.
2: I thought you, you were going to say I'd oh, throw him into okay. any trade. No,
3: no, 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 <laughs> no, no, real. no, no. No, a If if and I know you said Frankie that people were being a little bit hard on Harrison Barnes. So I would love to get your take on it. But I mean this, I I get the whole the whole game. Is it you can't see the whole game in the box score. But we're watching the games, right? It's not just that. And I don't, I just don't know how much you would truly lose depending on the team, right? I know Sasha could not handle a Zion or anything like that. I don't know how well Harrison did either, but I just don't know how much of a drop-off you'd actually see if you put Sasha Vizenkoff in the starting lineup over Harrison Barnes.
4: Yeah, I think we're closing in on, I'm not closing in, but I think we're, the discussion is now, I think we're able to have it that would it be the worst thing in the world if, if they switched it up and put Trey Lyles or Sasha in the starting sure, lineup yeah. and, and had you know HB come off the bench? Because I think a bench w- of Keon Ellis or Davion Mitchell with Malik Monk and Harrison Barnes off the bench, I feel like that's kind of enticing. and mm-hmm. it kind of You kind of have that presence of veterans and people that know the offense and maybe not as much of a drop-off as, as what we've seen before. But um, I think Sasha's played well in the minutes that he's been out there. I think that he's Definitely. been actually a little surprising as, as far as there hasn't been as many shortcomings on on the defensive end. He's not a versatile athletic defender, but he's kind of crafty and just kind of knows how to be in the right spot at the right time and has had a couple blocks that have been surprising too. And the shot looks good. Every time he shoots, I think it's going in. And I think that he definitely would be well, more he comfortable. he thinks it's going in too. Oh, oh for sure. Yeah. <laughs>
0: he's a madman in the best way possible. Yes. I love it. And they tell him, like, you better shoot it every single time. That's mm-hmm. what you're out here for.
3: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Got to get to a break. When we get back, TC, we see you. Hold on. Throughout the break, we'll get to you. We know you got a question for the guys. One more segment. Styles and Watkins. Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports.
1: Check us out on
3: YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and subscribe. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. And I got to be honest here. You know, we we'll love to pull the curtain back on this show. And this is actually an encore segment on, with the Ooh. Kings Roundtable with Frankie Cardaselli and Brandon Nunes. They got to run off to practice. Talking and, about practice. and last practice. week, we had an extra game. segment, and I, we had said, oh, well, they're done, and they weren't really done, yeah, right? Or something like that. And now I said – oh, they're not done, and they look at me as we're going to break saying, oh, we're not done? (laughs) They're not done yet. They're not done yet. Job ain't finished. There you go. Job ain't finished because everybody loves when we do the Kings Roundtable, including our guy TC, 916-339-1140, who wants to be a part of the conversation. TC, what you got for us and the Roundtable? What's up, brother? What's up? What you got for us, man?
1: Oh, man, look, check it out. Hey, I got a a few – I got a see trade po- – I, I got a trade proposal first, though. So, like, first and foremost, I kind of – I know fans, everybody going to fan how they fan, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when we have the game and all that, as fans, hey, the light, the being check got to come back. It's been up and down with that situation. But also, when the team is on a run like the other night, I know it was a lot going on with that game, but leave the referees alone. You get what I'm saying? If we're on a run like that, the whole ref, you suck. I know yeah. everybody's up. Everybody does it, but in my opinion, that we didn't get any calls after that. Mm. So, like, with the fans, like, when we're up and the fans are like, "Raf, F you, you suck, ah! Yeah. And, throws them off and we don't get any calls for that. But I can't tell everybody out of fan, but just as a Sacramento Kings fan, listen, you guys think about that. Also, on a trade proposal for Lori Marketing, I know the Jazz liked it, Harrison Barnes, and they were after Harrison Barnes. What do you guys think about, would you guys give up, Harrison Barnes and two first-round picks for Lori Marketing. Me personally, I will do that in a heartbeat.
3: Thanks for the call, TC. I will be honest before we get to the trade proposal because uh, Brandon, I can see by your face that you have thoughts. Yeah. I will be honest here. The ref you suck chant does make me uncomfortable. It makes me slightly uncomfortable. I got to be honest. Can you explain? With you. It because you're just you're just saying ref you suck and you're 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 screaming at this guy do and better. I do better. And I'm—I know I'm tinfoil well, hat, and, and TC is saying you I, didn't get calls after it. But if you were a ref, what would make you think? Yeah, yeah I do suck. Now let my, me help out this
0: home. I team. want a ref to crowd, uh, to hype up the yes, crowd. I do too. Yeah, Just
2: yeah, react. yeah, yeah. Oh, Draymond, Draymond on what all the he's crowd. Done? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm saying. If Draymond doesn't get—I mean, it doesn't matter when Draymond, you know, talks all that talk like it's shouldn't matter when the crowd talks well, I know, it happens but in the every ref, if, if
4: you watch league pass it happens in every other arena. No, every arena. stadium, every
3: stadium, in every arena, every sport. Arena, in every right. sport yeah. they're
4: getting I mean it, it's the most unpopular job in sports is being an official umpire, ref, whatever. And they get
3: paid well, don't get me wrong. Sure. I I've looked it up. They do well. But nobody They do well, but it makes me uncomfortable. No one's gonna come
4: out there and say, "Wow, they had a good game tonight." Though, so I, I, I get like the thought process behind That's <laughs> So like, true. That the thought process behind oh, the ref, that great ref had a good game, game by Tony yeah, Brothers. Right, yeah, right. no one's gonna come out there he and say they had a great game, and that's unfortunate <laughs> for them. But that's what they signed up for. But I mean, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really fully back the being concerned about the refs starting to call the game differently because people fans are being, you know, mean. Mm-hmm. But um, I do think it wasn't an excuse because the Kings let that game get out of hand. Sure, there were a couple of weird calls, like there. Brendan did have a, a tweet which got some backlash about how he yeah, thought
0: well, the, he that the, the know.
4: Fox called. When Fox got hit in the mouth and started bleeding, it was a foul on Fox. It's, it was. By definition, yeah, you put two hands someone's back, it's a foul. So it was. The fact that Fox is bleeding, though, it, it looks bad. It and tough. It made people upset, and I get that completely. But the Kings let that game get Contact out of hand sport. on their own. Mm-hmm. They, 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 what it was a 14-0 run to begin the second quarter from New Orleans, I think. like yeah. That had nothing to do with the officials, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. All no. right. <laughs> I just have to say that. I mean, I guess I'm—,
4: I
2: guess I'm Alone here. It just
3: makes me uncomfortable. You're just kind of, you know, chastising someone. I don't know. I'm just there. I'm just you like You should have ah. been there
2: for the Marvin Bagley game last oh, year. Oh my goodness. Uh, you wanna feel I mean, like someone was, was single? Really that ball. was insane. You wanna feel an awkward environment. Oh, I'm boy. glad I'm glad I That's was healed too. But
3: Brendan, I saw your face when TC threw out that trade proposal. What what are your thoughts?
0: So Chris and I looked at each other because yesterday on the way out the building we are kinda talking for a sec, and I think I literally presented the exact same trade to him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's enough. It's probably not enough. I think maybe I said three firsts or whatever it is, but you know, Laurie Markkinen is on a little bit of a different timeline than some of those other guys. I know they just got John Collins, even though he was practically free. Right. Um, but Laurie Markkinen one year left. And then next year he's a partially guaranteed, like Danny Ainge is the guy that loves his future draft picks. Are you willing to do your 20? I think you can go to 31 right now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: say twenty twenty-nine and 2030 20, swap or something. Like I think that could even be a little too much, but, like, I think there's – it's an interesting conversation, right? Like, And I like that he brings it up because I feel like that name is never talked about, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be one of those type of guys. We, like, mentioned the name Jimmy Butler yesterday, for example. Like, again, these are long shots, but things change so fast in the NBA. I think these are the type of guys that you should try to be thinking about.
2: Can you also explain the – because I can hear people yelling at their radio, you're just going to trade Harrison Barnes? He doesn't even have any value. Harrison Barnes has some value out yeah. there. And now it's not, of course, you know, it's not going to be able to get you a star, but like he's he's not a negative value.
0: No, it would be what OKC did with Al Horford. I, I forget who what the other side of that deal was, but like you bring in somebody and you kind of rehab their value a little bit, and you sit and be patient and wait for a team like Milwaukee that you don't think Milwaukee would love to have Harrison Barnes instead of Malik Beasley as that fifth starter. Right. Like HB has value, and I don't think that that number that he's at is like atrocious maybe at all, it's a yeah. little high yeah. but i think it's fine and it's also really important to have a tradable salary on your team right like mm-hmm. when we're talking about these deals but that's part of the reason yeah, they, there.
3: Yeah. they did the deal and right. a lot of people said well why'd you bring harrison back it made sense to bring yeah. him back very similar you know they teams do this all the time mm-hmm. and it wasn't necessarily their their end game you know right. how, you know warriors how big...
2: with d'angelo russell
3: Warriors with D'Angelo Russell. Where's with Jordan
2: Poole. Right. Jordan. Poole. I mean, they knew
3: at the time he had more value, but they found somebody. Washington did it. So you bring up the Bucks. You know, I'm huge on Bobby Portis.
2: I did. I didn't even know that. I'm big on. I'm a big Bobby Portis <laughs> guy. Some crazy eyes. I yeah. think.
3: I think Bobby Portis. He just Bobby Portis and and Trey Lyles. That's the dog that you really need. So so give me I mean, Harrison so, Barnes. You said Milwaukee because I think Jazz well, makes it well well.
0: You know, I'm talking in place of Malik Beasley. I think Bobby Portis might be better than. I don't know. I don't know if they'd swap HB for for Portis. I don't know. You're not high might. on Portis. No, I don't mind Port. I'm saying the Kings probably would. I don't know if. I don't know would. Yeah, Milwaukee, that's oh, yeah. like their that's their guy off the we'll bench. Throw Davion in there. His value oh is very <laughs> the Kings that's well. the questionable. <laughs> one for sure. They'll throw him in a trade, but not in a game. Come on
4: now. No, I think that the HB thing is interesting. He'll get back in. That's
1: that was just a, a bad joke.
4: Again, Harrison Barnes <laughs> on the Kings might not be Harrison Barnes on their team because he might not be the fifth option on whatever right. team trades for him because he is still – I mean, he's 31 years old, and he's a guy that if – if I think if – we saw it when Keegan Murray was out. Harrison Barnes' numbers were great. Not great, but for him, like 16 points per game. I think he was like on 40% shooting from three. His volume went uh, increased. Like mm-hmm. when he has more opportunities – he performs better. So if you put him on an, an opportunity like Utah, and that happens, maybe the Jazz get a guy they can kind of have as a you know veteran presence where they kind of have a youth movement. But I think Markin is a guy that is intriguing to keep an eye on because Utah, they're not having a very good start to the year. I just wonder... How much it would cost? Because I I think marketing's control, but I think he has another year in his contract. He has or, one more, and it's a non-guaranteed. But I'm sure. He ooh, can, well, that know. might change things. I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe or partially a, guaranteed. A Davion HB and a couple of first picks, first round picks. Maybe that gets it done. I mean, that that's a move where it's not really going for a versatile defender, but a guy who's offensively talented and can maybe, size. Yeah, makes size. You bigger, and, yeah, yeah. He's not like a OG Ananobi. Who they have those are two different completely players, but. I mean, it's a very good – it's an all-star caliber forward that I think would fit in well with this offense.
2: It also could potentially alleviate your backup center problem also, where it's you could just stagger those two, and you could probably run Laurie at the backup center when Domas isn't out there. Yeah, what do you mean need... problem? Have you watched JaVale McGee? Hey, man. JaVale is Is this good your in... last segment? JaVale <laughs> is good. Y'all
3: got to go. A <laughs> couple minutes left here. Guys, let's say nobody does anything. Let's say the Kings just stamp pat, kind of – full circle how we started this conversation. They don't have to do anything right now. I felt like a genius at some points during this season and right now I don't, which is funny that the Kings just beat the defending champs and that's how much I think the in-season tournament actually mattered because we came in here and did a show yesterday and it was sad. It was sad. And it was, you were in the locker room and you were in the the post-game presser. It was sad, right? I think it matters and not to be Not to be too much prisoner of the moment here, but if they don't make a move, do you think it is possible for the Kings? And this goes back to beaming or dreaming, whether you're essentially beaming or dreaming or not. Do you think the Kings can get the
2: first seed as presently constructed? One seed. seed. The number one overall seed in the Western Conference.
4: I'm going to say unlikely. That doesn't mean the Kings are a bad team or they're Mm -hmm. not going to finish high in the Western Conference. I mean, right now among the noise, which is loud, again, as we talked about, after losses. They are still a top—they're fifth in the West right now. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, fifth in the West right now. So that's, mm-hmm. you know, not uh, not horrible compared yeah. compared to what— for a team
1: that— for Nobody's going on a we we all all they Nobody's played done their best the basketball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
4: you lost here in Fox 5 games. You lost Keegan Murray, who's still battling injuries. You right. have to hope that's not serious. We're going to see if he's practicing today and if he came out of the other game all, um, on Monday's game all right. But— um, we have not seen them firing in all cylinders yet. We really haven't seen mm-hmm. them. We've seen what it looks like when they are in, in pieces, but they put together a good winning streak, and outside of that, they've lost to a lot of the same similar faces like the Warriors and the Pelicans. Let's see them play you know, the rest of the field, which they need to still kind of do, and and go from there. But I, I, I do think when you look at the Denver's, I think they're going to figure it out. Um, Minnesota seems like they're not going to slow down. I mean, they're, they're playing really good basketball, and the, they the NBA schedule makers gave them two easy games this week with them not making the in season tournament. I can't remember who they're playing. I think they might be playing Utah, mm-hmm. um, and another easy team they're playing. Oh, the, the Spurs tonight, so they're gonna play
2: huh. San Antonio. And Warriors what at the are Blazers. are the Blazers? Yeah. So yeah, On three days of rest. Kings shouldn't have made the knockout round. So what That's you're saying what is learned. they're incentivizing
4: not making the in season yeah. tournament. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe that changes things. Too. Brendan,
3: it's
0: a long shot, probably, but like I guess you, it's somewhat within reach, mm-hmm. like. I think the, you know, they they lived off their offense last year and I think there's been defensive progress. I think another part of the offense is like you're just not surprising anybody anymore. Everybody has a full scouting report. Um so you know, you need to bring out those counters and they're being developed, but like it's hard to they'd have to go on a big run mm-hmm. at some point. And to me it's like I guess we'd probably be talking about like post trade deadline and you added somebody and it clicked right away. Like it's it's a long shot for me.
2: There you go. All
3: right. Well, you're saying there's
2: a chance. Kings have only lost to four teams this year. It's true. Even still. It's when, crazy. What when are we gonna that's like
3: when we I were don't know, naming? It's just that's a like fun fact. when we were numbering the shows. Them. When are we gonna stop right. doing that? What's when the number? It stops
2: being true. What is it gonna get to five? No, I think five's too many. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, five five's you know, then you're just saying the, things. Yeah, five's the you know. line. That's, that's, yeah, five, five is definitely the line. line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, for sure. All right, thanks guys. Four. Sack Town yeah. Sports, Kings Insider. Speaking of Ford, that was our Kings Roundtable. We do it every Wednesday. Thank you to Brendan Nunes. Thank you to Frankie Cardicelli. Gotta run to the Kings practice. The hardest two working men at the station. Wow. When we get back, we will continue to have the conversation. We see you on the call, Edward, in terms of beaming or dreaming. We will get to you right after the break. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Town Sports.